Welcome to the Unemployable Podcast, where we talk really about success and and defining success in your own terms, in your own life, and, and then living according to those own terms. Here, I have a special guest with us today. The, the first time I ever talked to this man, I immediately thought, how do I find a way to tell his story? How do I find a way to even share the ways that his story has interacted with mine in the things that I've been interested in, the things that I have enjoyed in life? And so Ali is here with us today. And Ali, thank you for joining us here for the Unemployable podcast to show us and explain to us how you are unemployable. Thanks for having me first and foremost. I feel I feel honored to be here with you, Sam. Thank you very much. And um, so let me let me let me take a step back. You know, sure. um, when I when I talk about my story, I have been hearing this a lot. That oh, you have to tell your story. Your story is so special. And I'm like, what is special about it? And then people come up with all kinds of ideas why yeah, it is yeah. so spe- so so special. And to me. It is only my story, you know, it is just what it is. And um, that's a great question. Why am I am I unemployable? Um, Because because I like to do that. I like to do things my way. Yeah. And my way is probably different than than so many other ways. Sure. So and and I think through the conversation, the, the audience will very easily see why you're unemployable. Probably. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I want to tell you to tell a little bit of your story, even if it's just an elevator ride version, but just kind of who you are, where you came from, and then and then we'll finish with how how we met. Absolutely. So I was born in Iran. I'm the I'm the youngest child of um, five. So, and between me and my youngest sister, who is the closest to me age wise, it's twelve years apart. So. Um, then I lost my dad at the age of 11, moved to Switzerland at the age of 13, and then was sent back by a family member at the age of 16. Um, you know, and then things from one day to the other went upside down for me. And then I um, managed to come back. You know, it's not it's not as easy and as short as I'm exp- uh, telling it yeah, here, yeah. but... I managed to come back to Switzerland at the age of 21 and then started at the very bottom. Had to deal with challenges in my life and, you know, but I always knew that I want to do my own thing. Whatever it might be, I want to do my own thing. And eventually became a business owner. I own and co-own now um, several businesses in Switzerland. And then um, at some and I had a wild life, you know, one of my businesses is an iClub sure. that I used to manage and work for myself uh, for over 10 years. So I saw many things, great things, not so good things. And I, uh, I also had a wild life myself, you know, being, being a single young club owner for many years it comes with a wild life. So and then I some, at some point I um, somehow got into personal development and realized that that might not be it, you know, mm, that yeah, might yeah. not be just not be it. And then I got to meet my wife, and for me one thing was always clear: I never wanted to have kids. And I told my wife, you know, right. um, I don't want to have kids because all I could relate to having having kids or being a father was the loss of my own dad and, you know, suffering and pain and everything. Yeah. Until I 
realized, hey, there is another side of the story. You know, I got to spend 11 years, which I still to this day call most beautiful days of my life. Um, not the only beautiful, but also very beautiful days of my life. And yeah. why am I not looking to this side of the story? So when I discovered this, then the whole thing changed and I eventually became a dad at the age of 48. Yeah. Um, so this is maybe a quick and brief overview where I have come from and why I'm here today. Where sure. I am. So you reached out to me because of my YouTube channel about the Tampa area, about real That's estate right. in the Tampa area. You were interested in like what that would look like, feel like to move. And so we started talking. Yeah, actually, when you were in, in town, you met with one of my colleagues. That's right. And I was like, I have no idea who this guy has been. Can you go meet with him? And he was like, he was actually really cool. <laughs> then, we, then we connected over Zoom after you got back to Switzerland. And I I grew up in, in small town America. And when, when 9-11 happened, I was in sixth grade Spanish class and Miss Macias's class. Very memorable moment. Very memorable morning. And following that in the U.S., the, the Middle East, the giant Middle East was characterized one way, right? Then, and I, I didn't think much about that. It's not like I had these like strong opinions or anything like that. But once I turned 18, I, I moved away from small town America, lived in some other places, and a friend of mine who took... A, a Persian history class at the University of Montana, one of his favorite professors ever. He would tell stories about this professor, and he's like, here, Sam, you got to read this book. It's called All the Shah's Men. And it's about, like, the, the, the founding of the CIA, the CIA overthrowing Mohammed Mossadegh in, in 1953, all of that kind of stuff. And I just went down this Iranian, like, tunnel. Mm. I, I found every used book I could about the topic and saw like this this Shah that was kind of propped up by American propaganda. Like all these, it was just so fascinating to me. Then the Islamic Resolution, the revolution in 79, like all these kind of things that kind of, these dominoes that started falling. But in the midst of that, and I, I grew up a Christian as well. And you hear about Persia, you hear about Cyrus, you hear about like these leaders. And then Mossadegh was, you know, compared to Cyrus. I it just opened my mind to the world in, in ways that I had never experienced. So anytime I meet someone from Iran, which it's been quite a few now, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, let's talk about it. Like, let's talk about like Zoroastrianism. Like, like I love all that kind of stuff because I think Iran is often just miscategorized so much. It's such a unique, developed, beautiful, wealthy country. And so it's just like... I have this like pet obsession with it. So anytime it comes up, I'm like, I want to know this person and like how they, how they, how you view the world, mm-hmm. even how you view like the loss of your dad is interesting to me. How you, I wanted to get into like how you thought of your mom during all of that, how, how your relationship kind of evolved with your mom. And then like this later thing where in life you just radically changed your mind about something that you thought you were really set on. And then you just radically changed your mind. So all those things kind of work together in my mind of where I want the conversation to go. But I, I want to start with your dad passes away. Your mom sends you to Switzerland. What did you think of your mom in the midst of that? That's a great question. I actually have never thought about it, you know. But 
um, when I when I put myself back in my 13 year old shoes, I kind of was lost. I yeah. really was lost, and you know I came to a new country, didn't 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 speak the language, not a word. I remember sitting in a in a in, a, in the class and. All I could see was someone speaking in a language that I have never, never even heard a, wo- a single word before, you know. And then things eventually changed. I love languages, thank God. And I, um, you know, I was I was also trying to make connection and talk to people. So, but what now? Thinking back, not with what I know today, but with what I didn't know back then and know today is I kind of was maybe a little disappointed of yeah. my mom sending me away of course to a beautiful country like Switzerland is um, I was I was also somehow that's that's a very good question man I don't know what the answer to this is I, I put myself in your shoes and think, okay, I just lost my dad. Mm-hmm. Now I just kind of lost my mom too. Right. So here, okay, this is what it was like. When I lost my dad, I was mad about the world. Yeah. I was seeing myself as a as a victim, mm. actually for many years, even after that. Yeah. You know, even growing up, even after. Uh, you even know, other my, people just feeling sorry for you. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And then, and then at some point I realized, hey, you're not a victim, you're a victor. Because what you have been through is, is actually giving you the chance to impact other people's lives yeah. in a positive way. And show there are no, there, the only limits that we, that we have is the ones that we have, we have up here. Yeah. You know? And going through everything that I went through um, is actually... It was kind of a blessing, man. When I look back now, it was a blessing to me yeah. that it happened the way it happened. Of course, you don't wanna you don't wanna be away from your mom and losing your dad when you're when you're a kid. But now everything, looking back, everything makes sense to me. Sure, but I mean, it's one 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 version of it is like it makes sense thirty five years later. Right. But five years later. No it's way. a very different thing. I remember as a kid, before, when I was 10, we moved away from this property, but up to 10, we lived in this property that had a big barn. And the, the barn had an old upstairs, like a hayloft, and then a big opening out to the field where you know we could throw, you throw the hay out. We weren't like using it for that. But I could go up this like rickety ladder and then cross this floor that had holes in it. I knew where the holes mm-hmm. were. It was dark, but it didn't matter. And I would go, like, hang my feet out of this hayloft window and just look out at the big field, the big pond. And that was, like, one of the ways I managed stress as a kid. I didn't really realize I was doing it when I was a kid. But looking back, I see, like, oh, I was I was caring for myself. And I was, like, finding a way to, like, give my mind space. But in the midst of that as a kid, how did you, like, alleviate pain, alleviate loneliness? Like, what was that like? Um, hmm. You know, when you ask me these questions, I somehow also kind of go back and reimagine yeah. what it was like because I don't want to come up with an answer to answer sure. your question. Well, and maybe it, it, 
it was unhealthy, and that was that's what led you to that wild life, right? Absolutely, it kind of was actually, you yeah. know, um, because I was also disappointed about life. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, now it's all about this. You know, I call it this masculine wild life that is all about having fun in all kinds of ways and doing all the things that you're not yeah. supposed to do. Just like and maximizing those absolutely. Kind of experiences. And sometimes yeah. even hurting yourself. Yeah. I don't mean hurting myself physically, but it's like, okay, having this wild night with all the things that comes with it and then sleeping for four hours and then going for a run in the outside. Yeah, yeah half drunk you know i don't know i'm sure that's not healthy yeah <laughs> you know but it's like okay i don't yeah. the only way i know how to get things done is like this this you you can literally tell by 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 my by, by the, the way i you know express myself yeah so this was it for me this sure. was the only way and then everything changed when I discovered there's another way to life. Yeah. You know. Who, when you look back to that discovery, who were some people or experiences that kind of were catalysts in that? So definitely my wife played a big role. She played a bigger role than she would ever have imagined. I don't know if she, if she does know about this. Yeah. So she played a big role with how much love she gave me, yeah. you know. And then it makes me emotional to even think about how everything changed when she stepped into my life. And I, and I realized, hey, um, you know, there, maybe there are some other things I need, to, I need to discover in this life. And then I went down the, the, the personal development route and, and actually had a mentor. He is a great and good friend of mine today, George. Who, um, who know? Who, 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 who somehow showed me the way, and then of course many other mentors. But he was he was the person who, who actually opened the box for me. Yeah. Or with me. What it, was that in a season where you were looking for something else? Um. What do you mean? Because it's one thing for George to just put that in front of you. Mm-hmm. But if you're not ready for it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Was it in a season where you were ready for it? Absolutely. I was ready for it. I think I was more ready for it than I than I realized myself. Yeah, you know? Yeah. I was internally I was more ready for it than I thought I am. Mm -hmm. Because it's a you know, it's like it's like when you start a new business and you're not ready for it, yeah. then then you'll give up sooner or later. And then you start again and then you give up again till some point when you do it and you really feel ready for it and you just go yeah. after it, no matter what comes your way. So I feel I was internally ready for it and definitely way more ready for it than I, than I imagined myself being. Yeah. So that was, that was a change in your life. That was change, like pursuing chaos and fun compared to pursuing what? Like what, what, what do you define that as? Health? Pursuing 
health, focus, what focus, is it? Love, love, happiness, yeah. and most importantly, meaning. Mm. What is you know what what is the meaning of life? Yeah. What does it mean to be here? Does it mean to to make loads of money and have um, drive nice cars and have beautiful homes and and wear nice watches? Yeah. And then go and live again? What does it mean to you? Today? Yeah. Oh man, it means so much to me. It means impact impacting other people in a positive way. And of course, getting financially rewarded for it, yeah. you know, um, because at, at the end of the day, money is a great thing. Money is a tool, but it's a great tool. Yeah. There are so many good and great things you can do with money. And whoever is, is saying, oh, money is a bad thing. I'm like, OK, you haven't given away enough money, you know, because there is so many things you can do with money. Yeah. So what does it mean? It means for me, it means that that I'm here to impact other people, other people's lives and show, show them. I, 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 want to, I want to be um, very conscious about what I'm saying with show them. Because yeah. if I show them what I have done and, you know, I'm the cool guy, I'm the guru, this is not who I am. This is not by all means who I want to be. Yeah. But what I mean is, hey, what I have been through as a simple guy who is not talented, who is not smarter than, mm, than the average, then you can do it too. Yeah. But it takes, it takes dedication. It also takes faith. You know, it, 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 you, you have to believe in yourself and right. in your capabilities. And then you're, you're, you're pretty much capable of doing anything you want. I, I feel like we have this kind of... Um, plague of of people not believing in themselves. 100%. And I think especially young men, just not believing, just believing, oh, somebody else is going to do that. Absolutely. And what, what makes me sad, literally makes me sad these days, is like how many people, how many younger, uh, not only, I would not say, I would not generalize and say younger generation, but it's most mostly younger generation that want to hand over their future and and their luck whatever they call it i don't believe first of all i don't believe in luck i i believe you have to position yourself for for luck but you know um they think okay someone will come is it the government is it the is it the fed is it uh, my my um college professor, whoever it is, right. they will come and, and do the right things for me. But hey, there is no such thing. Do you think people really think that way or do they think they just can't stop it? I think it's a mixture, mixture of being comfortable. Yeah. That is a big thing because we're, we're also the way we're developing is, you know, we're becoming more and more comfortable. Yeah. You can nowadays, you can sit at home. You don't literally, especially here in the US, man, you don't have to leave your home. You no. can do the work from your, you, you can work remotely from your, your home. You can order your food to your home. Then someone comes and pick, picks up your garbage. Even if you want to work out, you can have your personal trainer come yeah. to your you can You can have ha your hairdresser come to your home. You can do everything and anything from yeah. your home, you know. 
I think care. it's more, it's pretty much becoming comfortable, you know. And that that is, by the way, that is such a huge thing that I'm experiencing myself. We will yeah. maybe get into that later. But having, I had a pretty good darn life in Switzerland, you know. Yeah, yeah. There, was, there was no reason for me to live and do what I'm doing right now. But I'm so glad and grateful that I did it. Yeah. We live in a we live in a small Airbnb that is pretty much the size of my office was in Switzerland. You know, right. we, it's my right now. It's my office. It's my kids' playground. It's the kitchen. It's our bathroom. It's every. It's our living room. <laughs> it's everything. You know. So, but it's um, we know we have. You know, it's not like we're staying in this place for for the next years. So sure. you know, it's a it's a limited period of time. Something you brought up there, I think it's worth going down the bunny trail now. Like, what is like? How do you how do you grow in the midst of comfort? Oh, that's such a great question, man. You're so good at asking these I, great I questions. I have this <laughs> obstacle right now that I'm working through with one of my coaches, where it's like my business runs pretty easily. It really does, and I built it so that so that I could kind of do whatever I want. I make videos, leads come in, I refer them to my agents, we get deals closed. It, it runs great. I can literally work four hours a day, Monday through Friday. And that success has kind of trapped me in this comfort where it's, it's sometimes it's easier to not do the thing than it is to push myself and, and be uncomfortable. So I'm even asking for myself, mm -hmm. selfishly, how do mm -hmm. I push myself? How do I find the the purpose or the the desire to reach for the pain instead of to reach for the comfort? Okay, let me ask you a question. Yeah. When you when you wake up and look look in the mirror in the morning and ask yourself, "Am I living the life that I'm meant to live? Am I doing the things?" that I was meant to do? And then when you get the answer, you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. There is no cheating, there is no lying, because it's only you and yourself. Mm -hmm. And if the answer is no, then, then you, don't, you should not care how comfortable your life is. Yeah. Then you should go after the things that you know you're meant to do yeah. and do them no matter what the what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. Even as you say that, I have just like a list of things that I would just like want to change. I want to drink less alcohol. I want to like push myself to impact more people. Most of it is impact more people. It's interesting, those are probably the top two on my list. I don't drink that much alcohol. But if I ever feel like I want this or need this to relax, that just feels like it doesn't feel good in my, my heart in my brain to just like need something to relax. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know why that I have this thing, this like check in me of, about that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there, I believe the things we do are always related to kind, to kind of a result. Okay. Exactly what you said. You drink alcohol. Why, why do you do that? Yeah. You know, because you, you relate this to something that gives you immediate and most of them is an immediate good feeling. Yeah. You know, uh -huh. sometimes it's just 
because we think we assume is a good feeling but it's not yeah why do people why do eat why do people eat food that is bad for them they know it's bad for them yeah but they still eat it right because they get this immediate whatever you call it feel or experience of yeah. joy you know but they still know it's bad for them but they do it again and again and again yeah so yeah, some, some areas are easy, but we always know, like, like you said, when we're on our own, when we're looking in the mirror, when we're honest with ourselves, we know the areas that we, we want to push ourselves more and are, are choosing not to, right? So how do, we, how do we just embrace that discomfort and push ourselves? Do we have mm. to? We don't have to. Yeah. We don't have to if that's all what you want to do. There are so many people, they have a, you know, they live a good life and they're happy with it. Yeah. And I also believe if everybody, you know, sometimes I used to get mad with my, with my team members, with my somehow, sometimes even managers. I was like, I was telling my, sometimes I was telling my wife, hey, you know, these people, I mean, if I would have the opportunity that they have when I was younger, yeah, I yeah. would have slept in the business. You yeah. know, done everything that anybody would have asked for right. and even not asked for. And she's like, yes, but they're not you and you're not them. And when I thought about this, I was like, hey, this is so true. Because if everybody was, was after doing the things that are uncomfortable and going after the things that, you know, requires you to leave your comfort zone and everything, then... I mean, it probably wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, as a business owner, too, it's like you want those people as employees, right? <laughs> that don't want much more. <laughs> 100%. And it's okay for them. Yeah. It's okay for them to be employees, and it's okay for me to be a business owner. Yeah. But I also accept what it, what comes with it, you right. know? I accept that, you know, that sleepless nights that I have to think through finances mm -hmm. and make sure that... Everyone gets paid, although yeah. um, although um, there is some health crisis in the world going on, and we have a hospitality business, and you know, so yeah, that's part of it. And if you accept it, and if they accept it, then you're both fine. Yeah. What led you into that that industry in general? That's a good question, man. It was it was the only thing um, I could do. <laughs> It was the only thing I was good at, and I I love people, and it's a people's business. Yeah. And I also love having fun. So um, combine the two, and then um, and then later I realized that's you know that's not it. <laughs> there is yeah. there is um, there are many more things that you have to be good at, and then. And I also believe you don't have to master everything yourself. Sure. It's all about who you partner with, who you get help from, who mm -hmm. you... I'm, I'm reading a book right now. It's, it's called um, Who Not How. And I love yeah, this yeah. book, you know. Um, and it's when I look at my, my life and my life story, it's all about who I came across with mm -hmm. in my life yeah. or who stepped into my life. So... Sometimes I'm the who for them. Sometimes they're. Sometimes it's both ways. You know, yeah. you're the who for them. They're the your who. 
Absolutely. I, I do want to talk about changing your mind. You had this this track you were on. Being a dad, having kids is scary and painful. Mm-hmm. So I'm never going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you said that to a lot of people. I'm not sure if I said that to me, but most importantly, I said this to myself. Yeah. And then you reach a point where I feel I, I'm changing my mind. Right. Like that's, I mean, a night and day difference. Not going to, going to. How did you narrate that to yourself, narrate that to those closest to you? And let me tell you one thing. It didn't, it, it, it didn't happen overnight. Yeah. You know, it's not like you go to bed, you're like, no, no, no kids, no kids. You wake up, yes, 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 kids. It's yeah. not going to happen like this, you know. It took, it took months, if not years, or maybe a year. Um, so I'm also maybe ty- type of the personality that is not like someone who comes out and is, I'm not even, okay, let me put it that way. Even I might be very extreme, but I keep it to myself. Okay. You know, even even if I'm extreme in some ways, is it thinking about some things in my life that I that I'm that I'm that I I have an extreme way? I don't make it public. Mm -hmm. Okay, and even before that. I was such a private person. Okay. I would I would literally don't tell anyone what was going on here and here. Mm-hmm. You know. Um here and here for people who are listening to the podcast <laughs> means in my brain and in my heart. Yeah. Um so yeah, and you know, um I believe the, the the most important person in my life who needed to know what's going on is my wife. And you know, if you speak to my wife, she's like, "Hey, when we when we met each other, he um, or I was not a talkative person. You know, yeah. I was keeping um, so many things to myself and for myself. And." The more I realized what's going on and, you know, what is changing within me, the more I opened up and started talking to her. Yeah. So I hope that So that, that process kind of started slowly. Absolutely, yes. Do you feel like it's scary to change, change our minds? Of course. Yeah. Of course. It felt so scary because, you don't. it's, it's, it's a, um, you know, you're going to new places you have never been to before. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you almost wanted to kind of test it out a little bit. Like, does this feel good? Does this feel like true to me? Right. Kind of. Kind of. I wanted to test it because I like to, I also love testing new things. And, but then it, then it's like, then it's like a rubber band that tries yeah. you, pull you back in, in, in what's come, what's known to you, you know, take you back to this place that you've been living all your life before yeah. um but i'm glad i um i cut that rubber band yeah and i left and you know i um discovered the the new way of life yeah so now you've taken this this big change you made in your life this big just like this big way you've changed your mind and seen oh i can 
this is a, a way that I can impact people is by sharing this story. Absolutely. And so, I was told by, sorry to interrupt you, but I was told by so many people, you have to share your story, you have to share your story. And I was like, the more I thought about it, that's the funny thing. The more I thought about it, the more I actually did share my story, the more I realized some people get inspired. Yeah. You know, um, still to this day, we have, we have a Facebook community for, for our dad's group called the Unshakable Dads. When I sometimes, when I share some stories, some, you know, something that I have in mind and how I view things, how I do things, which feel pretty normal to me. Yeah. Then I, I get messages and people reaching out to me. Hey, man, that inspired me. And thank you for sharing that. I'm like, oh, maybe I should do that. More. I should do that more often. Right. You know. So you started a Facebook group. Where did you get that idea? Um, where did I get that idea? You know, I'm, I'm learning from the best always. And I'm, um, I'm in a few uh, masterminds. And at some point I realized, okay, am I assuming that people might be interested in something? Or is it is it a fact? Yeah. So then I... Um, reached out, you know, went on a bunch of other groups, that groups, and then um, just reached out to other people in my age group who I somehow knew or that or it became dads later in their lives. So reached out to them and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm about to start this community for dads who become dads later in life. Would you be interested? Mm -hmm. And I literally messaged them one by one. You know, there was no such a software thing. You reach out to thousands of... No, I messaged them one by one and um, got so many positive feedbacks. And that's how everything got started. Yeah. How long ago was that? That was January last year. January last year. So it grew fast. Yeah. How, how many dads in there now? There are 700, almost 700 dads in there. That's great. Yeah. And, you know, we... We kick out sometimes people, and it's sure. a private group. You have to, you have to answer membership questions, and you have, yeah. uh, you know, you have to agree to the rules. It's not like open doors. We just let everyone in, so we protect that group also because yeah. it's a community. That it's a safe place for dads to 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 share their secrets and sometimes their problems and challenges. Yeah, and um, is yeah. that the the primary place where you feel like? You're, you're wanting to make impact. Um, so my vision is way beyond that. Um, I, uh, I'm probably not, um, you know, it's not the right time to share what, what, I, what I have in mind, at what we're working on. Yeah. We'll bring that to public soon. Uh, so this is, this is definitely a group that we're impacting people's lives. And we also have an email list. But this email list is also, more, it's a mix of people that joined the community, but also people who are interested in our products and services Sure. that we're going to introduce soon. Yeah. It's exciting. Absolutely. So now you're here in the U.S. Why, why are you here? <laughs> 
Uh, right. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Why would someone leave a great that I, I get that this question actually asked so many times. Switzerland's one of the countries I've been to where they're like, ah, you Americans. Like, they're like so unimpressed with America, That's Americans. Right. They're like, no, we're fine. Like, don't worry That's about right. us. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, um, I actually, when I was in the process of moving to the U.S., <coughs> I saw more people moving to Switzerland or more yeah, yeah. people I came across with moving to Switzerland than people moving from Switzerland to the U.S. So... Number one, I wanted to leave my comfort zone. Mm. Going in a new place I have never been to, you know. Um, and then one of other main reasons for me is I just love the U.S. And I have my reasons for that. You know, I believe U.S. is still with all the craziness that is going on or people think is going on and the media tells us is going on. I still believe that U.S. is the place to be in this world, to do yeah. business and to impact other people's lives in a positive way. Yeah. Because there are so many people here that need support. Um, it's a huge, I mean, you know, almost 400 million people. Um, and... And I just love the, the mindset and the energy and the positivity. Yeah. Man, you know, people think not every or people are not positive in in the U.S., then I'll send you to some other places. Yeah, Go right. and find out yourself. Right. You know, I'm, I'm blown away by by the support and and by the respect I get here in the U.S. And we have been only here for four weeks yeah you know it's incredible it is amazing and i'm so grateful to be here yeah uh, funny enough i was in switzerland years ago and i was in southern switzerland in kind of like locarno area mm -hmm. and there's this place where you go up these like chair lifts and from there you can see the lake which is the lowest point in switzerland you can right. see the, the mountains in the uh -huh. distance you can see the highest peak and i i looked down at my garmin watch and it kind of said the the elevation and it wasn't calibrated it was off but I was with this older Slovakian guy, and I mentioned the number, and he's like, no, we're not that high. He's like, that's just American optimism. <laughs> In that moment, though, I wanted to, like, salute. I was, like, so happy that he, like, just viewed Americans. Like, you guys are just ruthlessly optimistic. Mm -hmm. And I was like, thank God mm -hmm. we are. Like, that's what I, I love. That's what I want to be around. 100%. And yeah. that's, that's what makes this country so great, yeah. you know? And that's what I also believe every entrepreneur needs to have being optimistic because if you're not optimistic then i mean here here what it looks like when you become when you're an entrepreneur and the business owner then so many things are not going to work out the way you think they're going to work out yeah. okay so and if you're not optimistic from the get go then you're not even going to start okay so right. you have to be an optimist optimist in order to get started. Yeah, when I think about the impact I want to make on people, it's, it's so much of that, that mindset of like, I can do this. I got it. Even if you don't, it's like, I got it to the point where I can take the next step and then figure out the next step after that. Like I can at least just bet on myself enough to get started and then bet on myself enough to like think, I can probably figure it out. 
and that, that I have this like stubbornness in my own mind that where I just I just do that like no I'll figure it out and some of that's being young some of that's just being resourceful like I don't know but that's what I I, I see anytime I encourage someone and, and that's their their outcome is like yeah I should trust myself more I should go for this like I've always wanted to do this and now I'm gonna do it like that's what I, I want to see 100% man and you know one thing I've also experienced for myself is you just you just get started even because sometimes we think we have to figure out everything from the get-go yeah which is not the case because guess what things are gonna change down the down the road yeah and when you get started then I also believe when you put the energy out there I don't want to go down the the woo-woo route here but when you put the energy out there, then the universe is going to, universe, God, whatever you want to call it, is going to support you. Yeah. And is going to guide you and is going to send you signs. If, you, if you're open to see them, then you, you, you'll be guided. If you're blindly just closing your eyes and, and walking from or running from A to B, then you're probably not going to see them. Yeah. Um, but I totally believe you have to be an optimistic and then you have to get started. And that still doesn't mean it's going to work out. Right. <laughs> but it might, mean, it might mean that something works out. Absolutely. And if it doesn't work out this time, then guess what? You start over again. Yeah. You do it again. You do it again. And that's what I mean by, by asking yourself, what am I, what am I meant to do? Mm. and having a meaningful life because if it if you if you're if you're living a meaningful life then it's not about you and yeah. if you if you when you make it not about you and make it about others that you're here to impact then you just keep going because it's not about you and it's yeah. not about how good or how bad you feel and it's not about if you feel doing what you're doing right now you just do it because that's what you're meant to do yeah and that's kind of the deal you made with yourself. Of, I, I'm going to do this. 100%. Yeah. 100%. One of the ways that you put yourself into difficult situations now is cold exposure. Yes, sir. Um, Wim Hof, who's like kind of the um, OG crazy cold plunge guy. He's like the extreme, right? It is. Yeah, he is. And where, what country is he in? So he lives. He lives all over the world. He has. I was actually in a um, Wim Hof retreat in Poland. Okay. He, he has a house in Poland, uh, but he's originally from the Netherlands, Holland. So this guy is a cold plunger, very big advocate for the the, the value of cold exposure for all kinds of reasons. This is something that you're 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 doing now. You did a retreat, right, with Wim Hof? That is right. Yes, I did a retreat with Wim Hof. It was amazing. And I've been doing this before I went yeah. to the retreat. Um, and I have done it here in Florida. And um, I definitely miss, miss the cold shower every morning. But we're moving to a new place in, uh, in a couple of weeks. And, I'm, and you know, it has, a, it has a nice backyard. And I'm going to get my own cold plunge. And then I'll definitely invite you over. Okay. <laughs> no so, excuses. Yeah, no, I want to ask, how do I get started? Like, what's a good way for me to get started? Okay. So get, get ice and put it in the bathtub. Like get ice, do? put it in a bathtub. Um, just go in there. So when I got started, the, 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 the one thing that, that helped me a lot is 
I mean, it's all about, obviously, it's all about mindset, but it's all also all about breathing, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that really deep breathing into your belly and then like in waves back from your belly to your chest and then yeah. up. Okay. So, yes, get into that um, cold top and... Um, How much ice should I get? Uh, I don't know, man. Just like get, a lot? Get, I mean, get started. You put there in, in, I don't know, you get started with two, three bags of ice, packs of ice. And then if you feel like, okay, and now I, I can handle more, then um, you double it. Okay. What if I feel like I can't handle more? Should I still double it? <laughs> you just, so if you can't, so one thing you can also... Um, practice is how long you stay in there. Yeah, what should I start with? So I would start with, I mean, depending on your your level of pain, I would start with two minutes. Okay. And then just go, just go up to, I don't know, six, seven minutes, depending on how cold it is. But you get the the effect of, I mean, after two minutes is all about mindset and, you know, controlling your mind and thoughts and not getting out there. But you get the, the effect that it, had, it has on your body. I you feel get, cold even talking about it. <laughs> you get already after two minutes. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do it this weekend. All right. Let I me know. Send already, me a video. I already told my family I'm doing it. So okay. they, they expect me to do it too. I'm excited for you. And I'm I'd like to you. get some, some kind of tub too, like for outside. Absolutely. But I want to try it a few times just to, yeah. before I spend much and money. And let me on. tell you, once you get started, you get addicted. Yeah. There is no way you're not gonna do it. What do you What do you feel like the the greatest benefits are for you? So the greatest benefits are again, you know, um, just just being just being in there when it's when it gets uncomfortable, not not giving up. Yeah. Um, because if you and also it it it. Because you because it's a stress for your for your uh, mind and for your body when you get in there it's an immediate stress mm-hmm. that it causes and then you learn to calm yourself down yeah the way you breathe you know um, so to handle to handle stress that is one of the benefits obviously when you work out um, and everything the recovery is also a great benefit. And and um, to just be in there, not fight the cold, you know, because you're not gonna you're not gonna win. Yeah. If you fight the cold, you're not gonna win. So you just learn to accept it and be there, and also realize that hey, I'm not gonna die. Just let me be here and breathe. I'm not gonna die, and eventually I can get out. And and guess what? After a couple of minutes, you become. I don't want to say you become one. But you, when you accept it, yeah, you just you just are there, you know. All right, and that's such a beautiful experience. Okay, I'll send you a video. Do that. One of the big reasons that I call this podcast unemployable is because you reach a point in life where it's like you either fit in or you don't. It's like you're you're either gonna make your own path or you're like you're okay with following somebody else's, and there's no like value one way or the other. I've seen so clearly in the past two years or so that like I am completely unemployable. I will chart my own path no matter how difficult or easy it is just because I I want that sense of responsibility and control and when it's good and when it's bad, I still want, 
I still want it in my hands. I still want the ball. I still want the game ball. So why do you want it? Because I, I, the feeling of betting on myself is what I want. That's That feels like, just feels right every time I do it. There is probably, we're not going to get into this, but there is probably something way deeper than this. Yeah. You know, there is something deeply rooted within this, within, you know, why you, why you want this. So I would invite you to think about it. Probably yeah. you have, and sure. probably you know it. Um, but again, that's, you know, that's the, that's when the meaning comes to, comes to life that you do whatever you do, no matter how hard it gets. Yeah. Because you have a meaning that 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 keeps you going, mm-hmm. that keeps you that keeps this drive and fire on in you. Um yeah, absolutely. I can relate to that. Ali, thank you for being here. Thank you excited so much. For everything you're doing with Unshakable Dads. I'm excited for you to be immersed in this American optimism. I'm excited to see what you build here. Thank you so much for having me and thank you, America, for <laughs> letting me in. I'm not going to disappoint you guys. And um, <laughs> I love that. I, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so excited for what's coming my way. And I would be, I would be also happy to come back in a year or two yeah. and share what has been happened in my life. And um, yeah, maybe inspire some other people yeah. to, to live their full potential. Yeah, I want to have you back even just to process life stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I would love to. Awesome. Thanks, Ali. Thank you so much.